Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my dangerous but government employee friend, Tim. I never told you I worked for the government. Who told you that? I own a flower shop, Frank. A, a flower, flower shop, shop, you say? I know. I know you've never been there because it's mobile. It likes to move around on its own. But I own it, damn it. It's not okay. A- a front for anything, not hmm. for the government or anything like that. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing quite well. I'm doing quite well. I'm having a, having a great old time, having a ball. How about you? I am doing so well, Frank. I am sitting here talking to you. I'm talking to you about season four, episode 14 of Supergirl. We, can you believe we, it's already episode 14? This season flew by. It really did fly by. Yeah. I mean, it... it that is not a super girl pun it flew by well we have like seven episodes left or seven or eight episodes left to the end of the season isn't that nuts i think this was truly you know we're not done with the season yet but this was definitely one of their strongest seasons if not for for my money the strongest season Mm -hmm. Uh, there there's nary an episode in here that i have not enjoyed i've enjoyed this season much more than i did last season i think season four has been much stronger than season three on the whole what happened last season what exactly. happened? Exactly. Uh, like, what do we think? What do we think happened behind the scenes? No, 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 no. I mean, like, what was the story of season three? Oh, it was uh, the world killer stuff. Rain. Oh, and, right. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I did rain like stuff. rain. I liked the idea I liked the of it. Fir- I liked the first half more than the second half. I liked the first half more than the second half. Yeah, I think it was a little drawn out. I think that Rain was more of a half season villain, and and you know. I don't know. I, I I think that it was it maybe wasn't really quite able to support a full a full uh, thing. Tim is playing with his his dollies again uh, with his just like Brian Azarello told me. Th- that's what I was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, we talked about this on an episode of Beer with Geeks. But um, Tim likes uh, has pop dolls that he likes to get. Uh, you know, Funko Pop, um, and uh, he gets them autographed by folks. And he had Brian Azarello. Which which uh, doll was it that you had him? Signed? Uh, that was my Batman doll, also signed by Kevin Conroy and Frank Miller and Ben McKenzie and, um, well, now Brian Azzarello and Francesco Francavilla. And it's like all smattered in there. It's like a, so, tons and tons of people are on there. You've had a lot of Batman royalty sign that, that particular figure. And yeah. Brian Azzarello, when you asked him, <laughs> so eloquently said, sure, I'll sign your dolly. Another best part about that was is that he was literally sitting next to Frank Miller, one of the most influential person in the history of comic books, who was like, "Yeah, cool," and he was like, "Do do do," and so Brian Azzarello Mil- was so, just so- like he was the grumpy one. <laughs> Frank Miller was the one who was like, "Cool, this I'll do this." Yeah, yep. It's That's so amazing. dumb. So anyway, but I wasn't playing with a pop doll. Um, I was playing with a Superman action figure that I yeah, it's right Bruce Tim design. It's that Justice League action figure. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exclusive to the DC Universe app. Oh. Yeah. You bought it I, through the DC Universe app? Yeah. You can only get the Justice League action figure line through the DC Universe app. It's exclusive. Hmm. That's yeah, such a cool. weird model they have with all the different things you can do. Like read comics and watch TV and buy action figures, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have a shop. Like you. Like I guess that's true. Course. Yeah. They, you know, the t shirts just- and mugs and backpacks and whatever else. I think of it as a video streaming service, so when they have all those other things on it, too, I'm like, that's so weird that you can do all this stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, like let's say Netflix, in a weird world, let's say Netflix buys Amazon. I know, strange world. I just just back back me up here. Okay, Actually, you I'm know listening. What? I'll, I'll, go, I'll go in a different level. I don't even need Netflix for this. Get out of here, Netflix. Amazon <laughs> am, owns Audible, Comixology. Yeah. Amazon has Amazon Prime. They could easily turn the Amazon Prime video service into, hey, also read your Kindles, Kindle books in this one app and listen to your audio, Audible audiobooks and read your comics. Yeah. You have to go to four different apps for it, but you could centralize it in, in yeah. one place. I see what you're saying. I just, because DC Universe, like, 
is what it is. I think of it as I think of it as a video streaming app, and I forget you can do those, all those other things. I mean, it seems all I don't kind re- of I don't read comics. There. I don't read comics on. I know you can, but yeah, I, I don't because um, I have them by by other means. Other I'm a means, comicsology. I am a comicsology user, so I really <laughs> exclusively use it for streaming. I'm a comicsologist. Um, <laughs> I, I study the cosmos. I'm a co- comicsologist. Oh, okay, yeah. That's not it. Uh, I'm a cosmonaut. Cos- anyway. Ooh, nice. Yeah, but anyway, yes, um, I have all of them because they're so very well designed. And so, look, it's Sean Jones. He's flying at hey, you. Hey, there he is. Yeah, another Bruce uh, Tim. I'm flying at you because I'm a manhunter. I'm hunting mm. like a manhunter. There you go. Pew, 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 pew. Anyway, Frank, you have some mail? I am. I'm, I'm a mail hunter. I, I hunt <laughs> emails. Got him. Yeah. Got him. All right. Tell him about so, the mail. Yeah, the mail we got this week at uh, mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Uh, includes ones like this one from Joseph. Uh, Joseph says, uh, the discussion I'm intrigued about regarding this season thus far and not just this episode is where they're going with the Red Daughter storyline with not much of the season left. Will that end up being a season five payoff or what? Also, in regards to this episode, well, in regards to last episode, last week's episode, what are they doing with James? He's uh, acting incredibly out of character versus the James we knew in season one. It seems like they aren't sure what to do with him just some thoughts. Um, let's start with the Red Daughter stuff. Um, it does feel like they started that thread and didn't really know how to pay it off. Um, I I, I want to think that there's a a grand a grand plan to to bring her in towards the end of the season and have it all pointed at one one purpose, one unified purpose. But it does seem to be kind of off on its own. And it feels like they teased it at the end of last season. They were excited about it, and then they lost any interest in it. And they were like, "Well, crap, we got to keep it around, but we don't really know what to do with it. So we'll just drop in on her every so often, and something will happen." I honestly think that they. I agree with half of that, in which they were like, "It was a, it was a good tease at the end. We got a new writers' room. What do we do? Um, or whatever." But um, I, I think. I think it's it's all, I think it's all prelude to season five, personally. So, so do you you don't think we'll get payoff on hers in this season? No, I think it's I think you're getting a season of teases up until a bigger up into a bigger tease that might have some payoff at the end of the season, but it's it's just going to wrap to a to a, a series cliff a season cliffhanger. I think okay. I think they're doing something bigger with it. I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I do believe that we will see more payoff with it starting next week. That's my theory. Yeah, I I think you might be right about that last piece for sure. Um, I if they do like not pay it off this season, like like leave it leave it dangling at the end of the season, that would be pretty audacious to 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 kind of just leave something free. And, and I've never seen that where a storyline goes from before the beginning of the season and after the end of the season, like it's not resolved or not even really addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be pretty different than anything I've seen before. So that, that I'd, I'd give them kudos just for, for having sort of, you know, the cojones to do that. Uh, yeah. I kind of, I would applaud them for that. That means, you know, like, Hey, you're, we're in here for the long game. So right. get ready. The long I'd, John game. The Long John Jones game, Long John but I silver Frank silver. Aye, Long John there it silver. Is. Got it, got it, got it. But he's green anyway. Um, and then with James acting out of character last week. I don't know that I really. I'm, I'm trying to think of the places where he was acting out of character in last week's episode. I mean, he, we, we didn't get a ton of him last week. Um, it was post breakup. It was what we did see was you know he got that that story um about Lena possibly. Uh, cooking the books, and that's about it, though, right? So, so I'm sorry, Joe, if I'm if I'm forgetting what specifically what you were referring to, but um, I've never really found James to act out of character. I'm not really sure what that. I mean, like, it's, like even this week, this week's episode, like this is right in line with James's character. This is why we do things. Blah blah blah. Let's be heroes. I'm going to ignore my job and do somebody else's job. That's what James does. <laughs> I'm gonna ignore my job and do someone else's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, it, it does seem like he uh, actually this week he was probably more in character than he has been. Um, you know, we saw in a long we, time we, 
in a long time. Yeah. So so maybe maybe uh, you know I don't just Joe write to us and let us know if you uh, if you feel like this this week's episode kind of redeemed that for you. Um, I want to read another one here from Jonathan in the UK. Jonathan says I was listening to the beginning of your podcast for Menagerie, and I agree with you that the existence of Nia's hometown is a big retcon. The retconning with aliens on Supergirl started with the move to CW. Uh, Maggie introduced us to the alien bar and alien refugees coming to Earth. Clark and Jean had both been on Earth for 20 plus years when Kara's pod crashed along with Fort Roz. 12 years later, Astra, Nan, and the rest of the escapees were the only other aliens we knew about hiding out and living on Earth. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point, Jonathan. I mean, yeah, we we were given the impression all throughout season one um, and and into season two, part of season two, that um, that this was that this was you know it was not it was not a world that knew many aliens other than John Jones and uh, and Superman. So ever since the existence of the alien bar. Um, ever since then, we have been seeing more and more aliens, and now we're at the point where they're we're being asked to believe or being being told that like there are just aliens everywhere, and they're they're living among us, and that's why there's so much unrest, and that's why human alien relations are at an all time low, and that they're at their 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 worst. Um, but yeah, it did sort of they they have gradually gotten us there. They didn't flip a light switch and just suddenly say, and now we're just going to pretend that aliens have always been there. Um, but you're right that at the beginning of the show, there were not many aliens. There were very, very few. And now we're at a place where they're kind of ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that there are aliens around. Yeah, me too. So it doesn't, me too. It doesn't really bother. It's like doesn't a bother retcon me. that I'm satisfied with. Yeah. But, but I, yeah, you could also, they, I'm you just could acknowledging like, that it yeah, is. One. They were kind of hidden in season two, like, oh, they hide here. This is a good thing. But by now, they're like, they're out and they're working and they're doing this. So you could say like, maybe aliens are really, really only out in the open in the past two years, right? Maybe, but it, yeah, maybe, maybe. But it it does seem to be a it it's Full happening faster on the show. Yeah, it's happening faster on the show than it would happen in real life. Uh, yes, but. What things that yeah, but that's television. Things that happen very quickly in real oh, life take forever. So what I mean to say show. is, sorry, let me say that again. On my show about a, a flying girl um, from space, I want there to be more realism. That's what uh, I'm saying. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, when I, I put mean, it that frankly, way, does it make more sense? Uh, yes, I okay. mean the the grammar of the sentence certainly makes sense. Yes, okay. your syntax is is correct. <laughs> uh, however. I. <laughs> However, Frank, you are cuckoo bananas. However, Franklin, not your name. Um, that is incorrect. That is that is incorrect. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, but I, I do, I do like, I, I like acknowledging the places where there are holes in the continuity or there is retcon or whatnot. Just because even when I like it, I'm like, oh yeah, that is different, isn't it? Huh? They didn't like. Uh, all right. Yeah. Eh. As nothing, a, uh, eh, nothing is. It's perfect. not. A, it's not a criticism. It's just uh, noticing it. That's all. Um, and I, I. And with Jonathan, I think, yeah, that's that's that's, I hadn't really thought about it, but he's he's right. Yeah. Ever since the uh, alien bar really is when these these things that's where things changed when they came to the CW. So thank you for writing to us, Jonathan. Uh, And thank you for everyone who writes to us at mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. We are loving reading all your email, uh, writing back to some of you guys, reading some of your uh, notes on the air. So thank you so much to everyone who emails us Uh, and keep them coming. Keep them coming because they are a blast for us to read. So thank you. Thanks also to our friends over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio who are making it possible for us to create this show and lots of other shows at Thought Bubble Audio. Uh, you know, we are we are a network. We're a network of lots of podcasts. Um, Supergirl TV Talk is one of many, and and we're really, really thrilled that um, so many of you decide to support us and uh, give us, you know, a little as little as a dollar a month uh, helps keep the lights on, keep things going, you know, pay for all the costs of podcasting, because believe it or not, it's not free. Um, it's free to you, but it, it costs us a little money to put on the shows. So um, if you've got a dollar a month that you can spare, we would love uh, your support. We really appreciate it. In exchange for that dollar, we'd love to give you things like early access to episodes of our shows, um, special content that only gets heard by our Patreon listeners, things like Supergirl TV Talk First Reactions, where we review an episode right after it airs and you get our, our fresh thoughts. Uh, things like our Cut for Time segments, where 
during the recording of a show or before and after the recording of one of the shows, um, we'll have a conversation that maybe doesn't quite fit, and so we'll give it just the Patreon supporters, uh, cut it cut it out of the show for time. There's lots of fun stuff going on there. Previews of new shows. Uh, you know, people who uh, were Patreon supporters got the first uh, listen to the first episode of Batwoman TV Talk before it went public. Things like that. Um, so check it out. Thought Bubble Audio. Uh, Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio. Uh, for as little as a buck a month, you can help us out. And we would sure, sure appreciate it. So thank you so much to everybody who supports us over there. All right, my friend, uh, where would you like to begin today? Let's start with Storytime Village. First of all, Frank, this is season four, episode 14, called Stand and Deliver, first premiering on March 10th, 2019, directed by Andy Armaganian, written by Rob Wright and Jessica Cardos. So, Frank, now that I've done that, I got three here. Two of them kind of overlap. How do we determine what's right? That's a question mark. You know, how do we determine what, uh, I mean, generalized correctness is the right as opposed to personal right versus legal right versus morally right uh where where does that where does that all come into play and then i have um as a new englander uh, I, I have do your job which is a, <laughs> which is a kind of a, a patriots thing and uh-huh. we have do your job uh and then which is kind of kind of falls into almost everybody on the show yeah it kind of does time, yeah forever but especially this episode yeah do your job. And then types of protest would be my Ah, my okay. Yeah. How does one protest to the best of their abilities when they think their abilities are gone? Let's start with that one, Frank. Types of protest. Um, so we have, we have the obvious, the march itself, right? We have yes. that. We have that. We have that type of protest very um, in your face protest make us make a sign protest we have the the journalism aspect of protesting let's tell the story mm-hmm. you know reach as many people as possible we have enact legal or legislative change from ben lockwood that's protesting baby it may not be correct protesting but it's protesting right and then we have, and then we have um, anonymous protesting in the form of American Alien, um, with which is Brainy, you know, because he was, you know, he is the get out there, be a superhero guy. But since he's lost his ring, he has he has had to find a new means to do that. Right. And so, being a techno wizard is his other thing, as opposed to a pinball wizard, which I'm sure he could also do. I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could. Yeah, and I, I believe that the the phrase he used uh, was uh, "highly intelligent cryptophile." Just wanna, yeah, yeah. Throw that out no. there. Yeah. Did you like it because you were like getting business cards with that on it? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just got a real kick out of the fact that he called himself a highly intelligent cryptophile. I mean, he is. I mean, he is. He's not a liar. That no, brainy. no, he's a, he's that was a bender, bender of the truths. Um, but this all kind of wraps up into what I think is a is a continuing theme. It's a continuing motif throughout the show is the Ilmayara, the stronger together. It yes. pops up all the time, but not enough that you roll your eyes at it. Mm. It's enough to be like, oh yeah, Ilmayara. Like this is like a every time it shows up, you're like, yes, it's like it's their version of Run Berry Run. Yeah, that's right. But they use it even more sparingly, and they try to make it. Every, make everyone count. Every time it's used, it, it, it matters and it's impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So th- those are the... Di- did you notice any other different kind, uh, different kinds of protest? Um, different ty- No, those were... Uh, yeah, I think those are the kinds of protests that we had. We had, you know, kind of... Well, yeah, we had sort of the place where do your job is protest, right? Like like being, being a journalist, telling the truth, like fighting for the truth uh, is is a form of protest we we saw um uh, yeah american alien the online protest aspect of it It, in a lot of ways it's sort of an inversion of what the children of liberty have been doing this season right which is its own form of protest it is also terrorism Um, it is exactly and so we, we sort of see them taking that and flipping it around so you have two f- actual demonstrations you know butting heads in 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 person um mm-hmm. but then you also have the where did the, one of those those real life demonstrations come from it was born out of a groundswell online that that brainy started 
Um, similar to the way that Agent Liberty started this whole movement, the Children of Liberty, as a movement, as a ter- terrorist organization, um, was started by, by by one person who had an idea and, and spread that idea through his TV show and everything else. Um, we have Brainy spreading an idea um, anonymously online and, and creating a movement that way and inspiring people. Mm-hmm. Right. And you say you said you know to go and to do your job you said you know the journalism part and and you see th- three different aspects of that in you see three different aspects of that in this e- episode you see James being an editor you know being the publisher uh, of Catco or you know he's sending people out on these assignments and he's like doing you know like hey you know like it's okay to be nervous to go and do this thing you know this backseat you know being a boss do your job part but then franklin's been demeaned by his you know by his colleagues and everything like that and he still has to get up and go and do his job even though he could get hurt or maybe he you know wants to march in the in the protest himself but instead he's going to make sure that he gets the truth out of ben lockwood that's right the actor that portrays him did a nice job so like when ben lockwood is talking and he's like and we're gonna repeal the thing and it's us or them us or them us Mm -hmm, or them mm -hmm. he's got his head down while he's he's not even looking at him he's got like the he's got the video uh, the the um audio recorder recording the record audio recorder um pointed at him and james is there taking photographs doing somebody else's job and Hmm. and um and he's just looking down at the ground like so he's like he's standing his ground but he can't even stand to look at director lockwood like it's i thought that was a that was a nice choice uh, on whoever told you yeah. his his part or the director's part the and then james who can easily sit back in his comfy chair you know be like you know go and go and do your job you know go and do it it's okay don't be afraid you could read this as James is like, I want to be in on the action and I don't take some photographs or whatever. But in some ways, I think it's a boss supporting his employee. I I'm very come, much agree. I'm I very much agree. You. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come yeah. with you. Let me let me back you up. Let me back you up. Do you need a photographer? Let me back you up on this. I, I think that's more what's happening there is he was realizing as they were talking it through in the office how difficult this was going to be for his employee. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, what's a, a small kind thing I can do is I can just go. I can just go with him and and have his back because it's going to be hard for him to listen to this man like berate him, um, it, it just discriminate against him mm-hmm. blindly. So let me just go there and be there and be like support for him and just have his back. Yeah, and I I thought that was a really nice move on on James's part. You know, we're always we're not always the biggest fans of James on the show. We like. You know, we poke fun at, at the characterization of James sometimes. Yeah, he makes yeah. Silly, he makes so, silly decisions. Some of the choices like that I, he makes, yeah. It's not even the choices James makes. Sometimes the choices the writers make for James. That's more, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but this, a really solid choice, I think. Agreed. You know, because it not only is it showing James being a good boss and, go, and a good person to go and help Franklin, but also James is getting back to the roots of himself, you know, to be like, you know to say like it's practice it's a practice what you preach kind of thing yes you know yes, it's it easy to be like you know go out there and do your job and it's okay don't be afraid and whatever else but he go out there and do it yourself don't just sit behind your desk you know at the same time so i that was great i it might have been not my favorite part of the episode but it was one of them it was a it was a really nice it was a really nice subtle on it like through line of yeah. the yeah, of the episode, I it, enjoyed uh, that quite a bit. It made um, it made me feel like this is what Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen would do, right? Like this is yeah. what Superman's friend would do. Someone close to Clark who is inspired by him would would do something noble like that. Mm-hmm. Noble, so, it's noble. That's it's a, noble. that's a really that's a really nice way of putting it. It's mm-hmm. a it's a noble action. So speaking of, I mean, noble actions in their own way. Alex is, you know, like. You know, how do we determine what's right or wrong? This idea of doing your job. Alex is like, do I protect Ben Lockwood or do I not protect Ben Lockwood? You know, and this is, you know, I don't believe in what he's saying, but but it's still a life and it is being threatened 
and mm-hmm. what do I do about that? And he's so smarmy about oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's so, he rubs it in her face. Um, yeah. But and, Kara's advice to her, you know, about like, you're a hero. Heroes make tough decisions. Your job is to keep people safe. If you protect him, you'll be keeping people safe at that rally. So you have to go. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Colonel Haley said, too. And she's like, she's coming around. She's not coming around. She reached the tabloids. I don't know. Like, like there's a lot happening. It, there's a lot happening with her. And yeah. It doesn't feel inconsistent. It feels like deliberate trickery. Like, we're not supposed to have a good read on who she is. I do think they're trying to throw us off the scent of what's happening here. Because on the one hand, she's demanding super soldiers and she wants them now. And on the other right. hand, on the other hand, she is, yeah, uh, uh, sort of, she has sort of noble reason why Alex must follow orders and go be a bodyguard to Lockwood. And also, she seems to know that Brainy might be American alien at the end of the episode. She definitely does. Right? Definitely and does. and and is sort of seemingly going to keep the secret. Um Maybe it's because she wants to blackmail him later or whatever. What's, I don't know. What but. is what is that marketing? Keep the secret. Is that pop secret? I don't Do know. Do you remember that? No. Oh, someone may someone write in and tell me for next week. Keep the secret. I'm pretty sure that it's pop secret popcorn. Okay. I don't I don't remember that. But it's very nineties. Okay. It's very nineties. write into us. Let us know. Mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think she does, and I think you're right. It's we're being thrown off the scent here because it's making she makes Lena's actions, who's doing her job, you know, like look look okay, yeah. You know, because you know this idea of stand and deliver, do your job. It's the title of the episode. And Lena's mm-hmm. like, no, it's not ready yet. No one's going to die because of this because somebody already died. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, and she's not going to say that. And, and Haley's like, soldiers die all the time. They know what they're getting themselves into. It's like, well. Can you yeah. needle in your arm for an experiment like what they sign up for really I yeah so. human trials of a drug that's not ready for for prime time really is that what they signed up for right so it's she's really playing both lines colonel haley to me feels like they couldn't do they couldn't get amanda waller i i think you're right i think she's she's like she feels like waller light um yeah yeah and that's unfortunate um that it's not Amanda Waller? Yeah. Yeah. It is. But see, but here's the thing. If it is Amanda Waller, I know as a comic fan where Amanda Waller, head of the Suicide Squad, stands. Yes. Whereas Colonel Haley leaves me in the dark. That's true. So you're saying they'd be more, more it could be a choice to be more, more serious. That's right. Uh, yeah, it could be. I, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it, it, some of the things do feel inconsistent, and I feel like it's sort of, ooh, isn't this so mysterious? And I'm like, no, it's not mysterious. It's just inconsistent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe you're, you could try and play it off that way, but I'm not sure it's coming across that way. Um, at least not not all the time. So we'll you know we'll see. That, that we've only got seven eight episodes left, so we'll have to get some some more some more of her in in the next coming weeks. Um, so. And based on based on when we know Supergirl will end, I don't think we'll have any more long breaks um, before uh, before the season wraps up. So we're probably what's the, what's the wrap up May May nineteenth. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means we basically have to go all the way through. I think with maybe only room for a couple of a couple of weeks here or there where there's no Supergirl. Wow. Wow. Wow, Frank. Yeah. Just going to hear your voice a lot. So doing your job, Supergirl, Dreamer, Brainy, and Jean are all like, we got to do the march. We got to hunt Manchester. We got to do this. We got to do that. This episode felt a little mushed together. Like it was like this Manchester stuff. And also maybe he's dead, but obviously not. And also, you know what I mean? Like it, yeah. maybe this. It almost feels like two different. I don't know, two weirdly different pieces pushed together. Yeah, I, I, I yes and no. So so let's let's look at it. Let's take a step back for a second. Right. Here's here's like the overarching. Uh, here's the Manchester side of the story. Um, he and the elite uh, 
go to the Fortress of Solitude to try and find uh, more ammo they can use in this fight against all the, you know, the the the, the bad people, right? The, the low-level bad people who they're who they're trying to get. You know, he says, like, leave, leave the racists and everybody else to us. You you fight the, 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 the big monsters and stuff. Um, we, so he, they go there. They, uh, you know, disappear. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and then they reappear. And when they reappear, they go straight for, here's all the children of liberty, all gathered in one place. Let's get them. Like, let's attack them. So on the surface, that makes sense. I think it was the tone that felt very different. Because here you've got like all this Fortress of Solitude stuff, and then here you've got all this Ben Lockwood rally stuff, and they're they feel very tonally very different, and I think mm-hmm. that's why they didn't quite mesh. It didn't feel like it was one piece. It felt like that. I agree with two pieces sewn together. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. But I think whether they're the the dream team of Supergirl, Dreamer, Brainy, and Jean are talking about, you know, like do we do our job as superheroes or do we go protest in this march or do we like, what What do we do? I think that those like them transitioning from one to the other felt like, uh, felt like a natural transition for the characters, you know, like mm-hmm. we we're dealing with a lot here and especially Jean who is trying really to determine like what he should do because he says Manchester just gets under his skin for whatever reason. Um, it just like he just it just grinds on Jean who is like peace. We got to do peace. And then by the end, he's like, I'm going to hunt you like a manhunter because that's what I am. And it was awesome. It was it was awesome. It, it was, was awesome. A bit. It was a good bit. But it was also conflicting. Right. Because here he's trying to. He's trying to uh, forge the path of peace, and he hasn't been the Martian Manhunter since his father died. And he's trying to he's trying to um, take the higher road. And Manchester is pulling him down to his level in a certain sense. And it's badass, and it's cool to see, but it's like not for the right reasons. Right, I agree. Well, yeah, I just thought it was cool to see. Him. Oh, it was cool to see. I for didn't sure. say I agreed with him. No, no, no. Of well, course, I, but I'm I just saying like, it made me feel conflicted because, like, I'm. It's cool to see it, and I'm like, I'm into it. But it's also like, oh, but you didn't want to do that. Like, you're you're doing it against your own better judgment. Right. Well, I think what's interesting in earlier in the episode, so you have Nia. She wears she's wearing her costume the whole time, and Kara's like, "I know. Oh, I like practically slept in my costume. It's yeah. Like, she's just excited. It's okay." And then she and Kara says to Jean, "But you know, like, because the costumes are kind of cool." And Jean goes, Meh. "Yeah, because he doesn't wear his anymore, right? Right. Because, so right. by the end, like him, like basically putting on his man hunter garb, his costume, and his armor, and running out there, like, yeah, it is cool, and like we think it's cool, but." But for Jean, being the Martian Manhunter means being violent, means being going against what he's trying to be. So while he he knows he looks cool because he's like, yeah, it's cool. The actions are not cool. For That's him right. right now. Yeah, yeah. It's not what he's trying. It's not not who he's trying to be right now. Um, and I, I, don't I do care because he looks amazing. He looks so cool, and it's and it's like you know you want to see the Martian Manhunter uh, going out there and hunting mans. Right. The hunting Manchester. Manchester. He's the Martian Manchester hunter. Mm. Mm. That's too many syllables. Yeah, that's, that's too He's much. He's the Martian Manhunter. Got it. Nailed it. Short Nailed it. Up. Wow. First they time. Should. First. Yep. I, <laughs> they should. I should really copyright that. You really should. Cool. Yeah. You should nab cool, that before someone cool else name. does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, car is, you know, determine what's right what's not right you know like supergirl's quote the symbol supergirl is the symbol i can't get involved i can't do this i am like all this whatever else so i love that she puts on the crick the kryptonian garb because we talked about last week we we're like oh where have we seen that before when she wore it visiting her mother on argo city yes and so it's like she's not supergirl the symbol she's the alien refugee caro Zarel. yes it is the opening tag of you know when she doesn't you know like the opening tag of every episode she doesn't say I'm Supergirl I'm a refugee she says I'm Kara my name Zarel, is Kara Zarel and I'm a refugee on this planet yeah 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 I I I only mention this because I know that someone will email us notably they haven't been doing that the last several weeks like last several episodes it just starts with previously on Supergirl there's no I my name is Kara Zarel I'm from Krypton my pod got knocked off course all that stuff has been gone for 
quite since the crisis, I think. Um, I have not noticed, but sometimes I watch on the iTunes, and right. I thought that was just an iTunes thing. Yeah, no, it's been it's been gone. It's been gone for a few weeks now, which is weird. But anyway, I, you, you're you're absolutely right. I just wanted to mention that because I know someone will email us and point it out. Um, but yeah, I, I it, you're right. Like, and it's it's sort of the third identity we don't think about, right? We're like, oh, she's she's Kara Danvers or she's Supergirl, but it's like, no, she's also Kara Zor-El, like the person, the alien who is a refugee and and whose planet got destroyed. Um, and is here because it's it's where she was sent um, for her own safety. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I, I liked, I really liked them embracing that. I liked that a lot. Yep. Frank, that's it for Storytime Village, unless you have anything else to add. That's, uh, I think that's a pretty good wrap on, on Storytime Village. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, so do you want to get into, uh, that was a good bit? That was a good bit. First okay. good bit, I like the visual of Dreamer's powers the hand swirls and stuff yeah that was really cool that was a they really look, really cool look they look super cool and i love it and i love her like trying to figure out like how to be a hero what's going too far what's the right thing to do how to basically how to do the job do yes. your job you know where she's like you know yield or die or yield or else yeah no. <laughs> just turns out it's like a seven <laughs> you know she's like, like no i said sh- you said show my strength you're like yeah. yeah i meant like hands on hands hips, on hips kind of. yeah like yeah not <laughs> i did feel okay so two things there i did feel like the hands on hips thing was like is is in the middle of like stopping menagerie is that really the moment to give feedback like like tell her later uh but the but the uh the the other thing was the uh yield or die hey let's take it down to like a seven uh, yield or else. Yield or else. You know what that made me think of? Have you seen Mean Girls? Yeah. Okay. So like, girls. I will keep you here all night. Actually, we can't keep them past four. I will keep you here till four. <laughs> it is rather that is the it is the same type of joke and it yeah, is it is it's, it's beautiful. It's, I love it. Uh, speaking of Mean Girls, did you recognize who Ben Lockwood's uh 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 I guess bodyguard in the black suit was? No, that's Aaron Samuels. Oh, yeah, from mean that's Girls. Aaron. I thought it was. I was looking at him, and I was like, "He looks so familiar to me." Was he on a previous episode? He looks sexy he with his hair been. pushed back. Yeah, he does look sexy with his hair pushed back. <laughs> yeah, it's October third. Um, yeah. So he, he was. Yeah, he was the guy that like he was Ben Lockwood's like bodyguard, and then. Supergirl saw him on the sidelines booing all the and like yelling at the uh, right protesters, yeah, yeah, yeah. alien protesters, and then at the end, and he I love that. Alien. And it was this was a good bit. I loved that she what put her over the edge of deciding I'm going to join this march and not just patrol. It was watching him, you know, say hateful things to the aliens, and then her actions inspired him to help an alien after they had been attacked. So they inspired each other. He inspired her to action, and then she inspired him to action and, and a change of heart. I love that. That's That was a very, very good read on that, Frank. I applaud you for that. That was a great bit. I love that bit. I love that bit of writing. Yes, and it was. was. I'm so glad that you said that it was Aaron Samuels because it was really bothering me. I was there like, I know him. And his hair was slightly too short, but still kind of pushed back. So yeah. it worked. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. In my head canon, this episode took place on October 3rd. I mean, it definitely didn't, but sure. Yeah. I mean, there were also mountains in the background at one scene, and I was like, LA, baby. Look at those mountains. Sure. And trees. LA. <laughs> National All City. Way. National City. It's everywhere. Anyway, um, I loved the expanse of the fortress when Hat and and Manchester are breaking into the fortress and then he has like the gloves to lift the key and they're like oh it's really heavy and yeah yeah blah blah, blah. but i think like the the shots of the fortress like i swear somebody heard us talk about I, how tiny the fortress looked at the crossover at the crossover now, yeah. every time we're back i'm like look how big the fortress is yeah we've it's been huge. back like two three times and whenever we have it looks a lot better it looks huge, and I'm so satisfied every time. Me too. Yeah, I'm definitely satisfied with it now. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love it. when they um, dropped off Menagerie at the DEO, the little note that said, like, you're welcome with the little Supergirl symbol on it. I love it. Very Spider-Man. Love- very yes, Spider-Man. it was very Spider-Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I really, I really enjoyed that. That was fun. 
It's good. I thought good use of the song Mad World at the end during yes. the, during the fight. Yes. That was really great with James taking pictures, and, which was a great photo, actually, oh. the, that not only the alien and the human helping each other, but then the stand together photo, like, sign Behind in the them. background. Yeah. I was like, that was... I know it's supposed to be like imaginary, like it was like a you know it was like good thing he was there to see that. But whoever thought of yeah, the composition yeah, of that photo, right. like good on them because yes. that I quite enjoyed it. I I loved that. I loved the use of that song. They don't often they don't super frequently use like popular songs on this on these shows. Mm-hmm. Not like the WB shows used to like back in the day, right? Where they would yes. you know use Every whatever episode. songs were right. Uh, small, and and actually, this this cover of small of of uh, Mad World was on Smallville uh, back in season two. Oh. So my ears pricked up immediately because it's in my iTunes because of Smallville. Uh, and then also the the episode started with stuck in the middle with you. Lex, is that when Lex is in um, Bell Rev? No, oh. uh, that's diff. I can't remember what song that is, but I do remember the moment you're talking good. about the end of Memoria. That's good because that would be a little on the nosy. So. Yeah, it would be a little on the nose. This, uh, this, no, that was used in a moment where um, Clark and Lana have a big, a big moment at, at uh, gotcha. midways through season two. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and then stuck in the middle with you at the beginning. Stuck in the middle with you at the at the very to start the episode was also that was good. Yeah, and, and also we unusual. didn't know which way to go. Do right. we help or do we not? Do we right. protest? Do we not? Stuck in the right. middle. It was good. It was good. Unknown assailant attacks James and leaves him bleeding on the floor. Like, it's not really a good bit, but I'm like, all right, where's this going? This mm. is... I bet you it's that reporter. I the reporter... That re- what's her name? The one that's investigating Elcor. Oh, I think you meant Franklin. And I was like, he wouldn't know to fly. You no, take no, no. That back. Yeah, no, you might be right. The one who's investigating Elcorp. Because, um, because not only did not only have we seen her be a like racist towards Franklin, she was the one that put the chips in the mug where she was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you ate. Yeah. Um but also James talking to um Miss Tessmacher, talking to Eve, kind of like supersedes like it mm-hmm. kind of goes over her doing her story. It would be a big leap for this reporter to like shoot her boss, but still, that's where I'm. That's where I'm landing. I have a different theory that involves ties to the trailer. The trailer. Yes, yes. I I have also thought that. Yes, and so I will leave that there. We'll save that until we talk about the trailer. Any more good bits, Frank? Uh, yes, a couple. Uh, so the Danvers sisters have their Chinese dinner. Uh, the Danvers sisters. Okay. The Danvers sisters. Work, work. Um, but uh, Kara calls all the pot stickers. Uh, so keeping that oh, yeah. that through line of of Carlos pot stickers, uh, where she's like, "Fine, so fine, fine. Fair. I'm on, I'm on a deadline, yeah. but I'll, I'll I'll help you. But I get all the, all the pot stickers. She's like, that's not fair. She's like, mm, sorry, nope, that's the way it has to be. Um, so I love that. Uh, I, in general, Kara spent a lot of this episode stepping up to be the leader of Team Supergirl. Uh, in yes. a way that we have she not did. really seen in, in this show before, uh, and and that was shown in a couple of ways. We had James talking about Dreamer as her sidekick. We had the yield or die thing, and the and the um um uh the other thing where she she said like you know hands on hips, like giving giving mm-hmm. feedback to her protege. Um, we had the moment where Jean is just like I've got Manchester, and Carl's like right, like I said, John's got Manchester. Yep, that's yep. That's true. I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Still trying to take take charge, call the shots. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that a lot too. Um, and then, yeah, all, all those moments were like her trying to be the leader of this little team. Um, and it's something that, you know, we've had Team Arrow, we've had Team Team Flash has been the most consistent one uh, throughout the run of, of that show. But this is new and, um, and it's cool to see. Uh, Aaron Samuels, we talked about um, Jean... The way the way that Jean, we talked about this a little bit, but Jean gradually re-embracing his Martian Manhunter identity, little piece by little piece, like through the episode, through the episode, like a while back, he was he opened up his his uh, private eye practice, right, and then little by little he starts using his powers and he's phasing, and now he's flying, and you know, even even Manchester at one point when he phases and lets the like the the uh, you know ray gun beam go through him he's like "Ooh, that's new when he phases yeah uh then he starts wearing the traditional martian garb and by the end of the episode he's finally you know fully changing back into his martian form uh in that's the armor and everything yes we have seen him wear the martian garb throughout the season though we that's have not, we have that's, that's <clears throat> but these are new. 
these are bits and pieces that are that are layering up. You're right. They, in no particular order, but like th- those are the things that are that are happening as he he was sort of he went full human for a little while there and he has reintroduced a lot of his his Martian things. Um, well, the, the the garb part was the, interesting because that is the those were like the robes of prayer and peace and all that. So yeah, yeah, John to become the Martian Manhunter while wearing the peace robes is a real like it's a slap in the face. It's almost. a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that that's not even gradual. Like it's not like he was wearing his like Hank Henshaw clothes or whatever his DEO clothes. Mm-hmm. Like he was in his he was supposed to be in his most peaceful state his meditative state. that's true you know what actually you're right about that yes yes that's true that is that is more of a, of a break from from the pattern so you're right you're right about that yeah that's cool um, is cool. i think that does end my good bits though cool all right moving on to professor comics corner the sun eater makes it mm. makes an appearance the sun eater room because the cosmic anvil has already been mentioned um yes. and the the cosmic anvil makes little suns for the sun eater and now the baby sun eater is actually in the fortress and quote unquote kills manchester in this episode which was great fun that they that the sun eater has made multiple appearances so far yes whether by by reference or the cosmic anvil or it's just around the, like there's a couple of times do you think the sun eater is going to come into play later this season I kind of it kind of so. makes me wonder, right? Because like it keeps coming I, up. They I want us to remember it. I have a theory, but it's trailer talk, so I can't okay. right now. Okay, but I think it's coming later. So remind me. All right, um, we'll do. Next one: American Alien, Brainy's anonymous, um, Brainy's anonymous name. Hashtag American. Yes, I am American Alien. Yeah. Hashtag American Alien. It was good. I enjoyed that. American Alien is a miniseries by Max Landis about Superman. First oh! What is Superman's first um, time on the... It's like the another version of his origin story. It is. Yeah, it came out like two years ago, three years ago. I forgot I about think, that. Yeah, I think it was even just last year, actually. It's, it's was it that recent? recent? Yeah, it's very I recent. had... I had forgotten about that altogether. Um, yeah, I did yes. not think about that at the time. Uh, at all, good pull yeah. there. That yeah. that we, slipped we past are not me. supposed to be liking Max Landis right now. No, um, I mean I don't culture. like him. But no, but American Alien is is very good. You should read the it. book. Is good. Yeah, the book is the good. Twenty sixteen. Exactly. And last one that I picked up on Professor Comics Corner, um, um, Manchester says to Hat. He says, "Oh, what does your like? What does your friend Mixie say about it? The fifth dimensional." Lift. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah. It's. A I didn't dr- hear that. Yep, your friend Mixie, because the hat is pulls from the fifth dimension. That's where it comes from. And as we know, who comes from the fifth dimension, Frank? Mr. Mixie Spitalik. Exactly. Who we've seen. Good old, as we've seen, yep, a good old Superman slash Supergirl villain. Yeah. So I thought that was that was a good, like, hey, do you remember Mixie? Yeah, but you do, mm-hmm. but you don't. So yeah. those are my Professor Comics corners. I've got uh, just two others. One is the Dwarf Star key to the fortress. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Comes right out of All-Star Superman, right out of, uh, mm-hmm. of comics lore. But I yeah, love that, that was wrapped it was... in my good bit expanse. I f- forgot that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so the dwarf, the key being made of a dwarf, star, a collapsed dwarf star, dwarf star uh, and being super, super massive and super heavy. Um, the fact that those gloves exist kind of bothers me. or something like that, right? Some, I forget what it was, but yeah, it's massive. Yeah, but the gloves bothered you. The gloves bothered me because it's like, well, then, then why can't everybody just walk up to the friggin' fortress? Well, and, like, they come from the fifth dimension or something. The gloves yeah. bothered me because they only went around his wrists, but he would be lifting with his biceps. Yeah, how does that work? Right, and, it doesn't. It, and it, his back and his like it doesn't actually. They don't actually work. Whatever. It's pseudoscience. Whatever. Um, it is and, not even yeah, so far yeah, from that. But yeah. they again, cool. Again, my show about a flying woman. I want it to make sense. Um, yes. And then, and then finally, uh, they mentioned that there were marches in Gotham. Gotham and Metropolis also, oh, yes. and that those remain peaceful. Yes. Haha. <laughs> Ironic. Ironic. Yeah, I know, right? In Gotham of all places. I know. Right. Anyway, so good stuff, Frank. Why don't we wrap this out so we can talk about, we can do trailer TV talk. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Uh, thanks for listening so much. Uh, we are everywhere you can find podcasts on the internet. That includes places like Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, 
anywhere you find your podcast, you will find this podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your friends to leave us iTunes reviews. Those mean a whole lot to us uh, over on the Apple Podcast app. Um, if you have not left us a review, please think about doing so. Uh, four or five star review goes a whole heck of a long way. If you can't right now, if you're in the car or something and you can't you can't type out a review, uh, think about wherever you're going. Picture your desk. Picture your kid's daycare. Picture wherever it is that you're headed. And once you get to that place, pull out your phone and leave us a, a quick five stars. You can write something or you can just tap the five stars and, and that works too. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, please support us over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. At least think about giving us a buck a month. Uh, that also helps us a whole lot and helps us keep making this show and lots of other shows. Uh, you can find those other shows at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Uh, you can find this show on, on Twitter at TV Supergirl, on Instagram at Supergirl TV Talk. And you can email us and hear your thoughts read on the show at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Do you want to talk about a trailer? Oh, I would love to talk about a trailer. Oh, yes. I saw this trailer before the episode. I did, too. Yeah. A few days ago. Yes. Frank, it's our first footage of John Cryer as Lex Luthor, and it is literally exactly what I wanted it to be, and I'm so happy because I feel very vindicated that I was right, that he's going to do an amazing job because it looks so good. Yep. It looks good. It looks good. I got to agree. It looks good. I I was I was nervous and I said if it's good I will admit it's good and here I am admitting it looks good so I uh, I am happy that I I, I think I was wrong uh, and and I I'm, I'm very very happy to be so um, it looks like he's gonna it looks like he's he's going with the interpretation of the character that I uh, am on board with I'm excited I'm very very excited I'm excited for the scope of what looks like it's gonna happen with him putting Earth under a red sun. Um, or at hey, least putting National City under Red Sun comes in, Frank. That's Ooh, where I'm... hey, did not think of that. That makes a whole lot of sense. That's, that makes a whole lot of sense. I feel like they were really like building towards. They feel like they're building towards something with the Sun Eater. It's been mentioned multiple times. Yeah, it, it, it's it's too much Since to not the know crossover. Or something. Maybe before that. So I'm um, like, it's just yeah the this the building something there so they want us to remember it they want us to remember right. that it exists and yeah i think you're right um i think you might you must be right i also think that lex might have something to do with the assassination attempt on james yes i agree yeah i agree. I, I, I think that you know he knows that he's superman's friend and it might be a retribution thing now like now that i'm out of prison i'm going after his friends um uh, and or I want to prevent you getting in my way because you're the editor of a major publication and I don't want you coming after me and, and ruining any plans I might have. It could be both, but I think it's retribution. More you, you, you lean more in that, that camp. Okay. I, I'm in the retribution camp personally. Okay. I love the voice that he's using. It's like this like n- not nasally per se, but it's kind of like this flat like chest voice mm. like superman made me do it i like it i really i'm yeah. enjoying it he's got yeah. this like dead look behind the eyes but yes. also i'm so going to mess up your world yeah and he seems slightly unstable like prison was not good for lex lex is really good about like staying composed in public but lex loses it at certain points like he can just like he's one of those guys he just boxes it in boxes it in boxes it in and then he just loses it yep like and so he's almost like kylo ren from force awakens where they're like the the ship escaped sir and he just like destroys the computer yeah anything else that's lex luther that's what lex Luthor yeah does. that's very that's very apt i think that's i think you're right I think you're right. Yeah, I do like I do like what he's doing. I, I didn't think he had it in him, but I'm very impressed with what we've seen so far. They did show us. They showed us Tyler as Superman in that trailer, and I think that's a misdirect. It's all previous footage. That's it. I did none, none of it was new footage. So I think nope. that was just meant to be like to paint a picture and sort of be like, oh, here's Superman. Here's like, so I don't think it was meant to directly imply that he's going to be there because I don't think he's going to be there. I think um, he mentioned. Like, he, yep, he says Superman. So here's a here's a visual of Superman. Remember, he was on the show. Remember yes. him. But it's I feel like it's also a trailer misdirect. Like, uh huh, Lex Luthor's not enough for you. Maybe Superman will be in the show. Maybe not. Yeah. But we know he's not going to be. He's no. on. You know, he's on. He's in Argo City having a baby. That's so, right. And I don't necessarily. I don't want Superman in the episode because that's going to distract 
from if Superman shows up in the episode that Lex Luthor's in, that's going to distract from literally anything else that's happening. James dying on the floor, don't care. Like, <laughs> oh, like Kara's here. I'm sorry, I love you, Kara, but Superman and Lex Luthor are on screen together for the first time since Lois and Clark. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Looking at you, Smallville, you weren't dressed as Superman. You don't count. So, sure. like, I, you know, this is, like, this is huge. And so yeah. I don't want him there. It's going, it would, it, there's some thunder to be, to be excited about, but the two, like, that's just, that's just scene stealing at that point. Yeah, and it would be stealing a moment from Kara. And he breaks out of prison deliberately to attack Carr. He knows Superman's not on the planet. He says, I want to see if the the Kryptonian faker or whatever, whatever he says, um, can bleed. You know, yes. Very Batman of him. Do you bleed? Tell me, do you bleed? Yeah. 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 Um, and so Lex is in multiple episodes. Yeah? Yes, that is, that is correct. Uh, I'm not sure how many, but it's more than just this this one episode which is called oh brother where art thou which i love um great yeah uh yes i do believe he will be in in a, at least a couple um so because i mean that would be a lot of tease for not a lot of um for not a lot of you know screen time uh i i really though i i just am thrilled at you know how how wrong i <laughs> i was um <laughs> i really am i really really am you know, but um, then, this is a, you're right though. This is a very good instance where you're like, you know, my worst fears were not realized, and I'm super pumped about that. Yeah, you know, like I, I trusted them to make the right casting call because these shows very rarely hit the mark, hit miss the mark on casting. It's so right. rare when any of the CW Arrowverse shows do not understand the characters that are placed in front of them. That's right. You know, sometimes they get better ideas, right? You know, like Hang Henshaw became Jean Jones, the Martian Manhunter. Yes. You know, but, you know, things like that. And so Cyborg Superman kind of got the shaft that way. Um, but when it comes to casting people for the first time, I really couldn't tell you anybody where I'm like, mm, you know, that didn't really work for me. You know, even if something as simple as Livewire from the from the first episode. Oh yeah, like, sure. From the first season, I mean, like that was that was Livewire. Like even the voice and the the like, it was. It's been really top notch from top to bottom, and so and Lex Luthor is so important. I would I would have been very very confused if they got Superman so perfect and Supergirl so perfect and Martian Manhunter and all these different characters, but they. They dropped the ball on Lex Luthor. Mm -hmm, Not mm -hmm. happening. Yeah. And so, I mean, maybe we only saw the good bits and we are totally wrong here, but maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. That, but, I but I'm, so. but I feel very optimistic about it now. One thing I did see this week on, and this is, I, I hesitate to bring this up because I don't have a good source for it, but just because we're okay. in spoilers and speculation, I'm That's throwing fine. it out there as a thing that is unsourced on Reddit. I did see some folks talking about the possibility that we will see red daughter Supergirl reappear in the same episode where we're seeing Lex. So that would be next week. Um, that wouldn't shock so, me. Red son, red daughter. Right. So I kind of wonder if, yes, I kind of wonder if the, the actual you know, red S U N son, uh, will will somehow bring her about. Well, um, well, she's been in that coma thing. Don't forget for right. a while. Right. But also we know that there's this third party like anonymous third party that has to deal with Red Daughter, right? There's been some phone calls and like all this stuff. Remember all that's been a long time since yeah. that stuff popped up. It, but it, it has it's been very too long. early we said very early on that that's probably Lex Luthor. And so Yes, we did that, say that. So I I don't think your your hazy Reddit sourcing is too far off. Even if it's guesswork. Mm -hmm. It's pretty solid guesswork. For, I think for so, opinion. and and it yeah, you're right. It does add up. We did talk about that a while back uh, as being a, a real possibility. I I do think that adds up. I do think that Lex has been pulling some strings behind the scenes, and we're about to find out. I'm looking at IMDb. I only see the one episode listed under John Cryer under John Cryer's name. So maybe um, the next episode is a flashback Lex Luthor episode. So I know he's in more than one. So he's in at least two. So yeah. so yeah. So there you go. I am. I'm thrilled and excited, and I, I can't wait. 
Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I really wish we would get one of those. You know, sometimes they give you a trailer of like a preview of the rest of the season. Like like tune into the last five episodes of the season. We're you know, and, and watch this storyline play out. Like they used to do that for Smallville. They've done it for for these shows too. They've done it for Supergirl. Yeah, we're not Slash. in the last five episodes though. We're not I'm I threw five out there as a number, but you know what I mean? Like sort of the like here's the last arc of the season. Don't miss it. Yeah. Um I wish we'd get one of those. But I don't know how much John Cryer we're getting. I don't know how much Lex we're getting. So, um, I don't know. if he's good, I hope we get a lot. Yeah, That's yeah. Like, I, I hope so too. I one thing that one thing that um, I I do also wonder about is how much how much more talk we will have um, about the actual existence of. Um, uh, oh shoot! Not the super soldiers. The um, uh, project uh, uh, Everyman. Everyman project. Thank you. Um, I wonder how much more if that name will actually pop up, um, and if it does, if it will happen soon. I think we're gonna get finale Everyman. Personally, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I th- we're gonna Supergirl fighting some some military super soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or some or some Sons of Liberty. Super soldiers, super soldiers, yeah, something, that's something along, something along those lines, you know, like mm-hmm. Agent Liberty versus Supergirl, Super Soldier, Agent Liberty, you know, like there's something building in that direction, you know, Ben Lockwood's and, gonna snap. I don't know, there's there's something happening there. Yeah, so I think that's a very that's a very good dire- direction to go in, and I would love to see that. It does raise the question, and this is not a question for you. This is more a question of, for the writers of then where do where do Manchester and the Elite and Lex. And Red Daughter all figure into that <clears throat> would I, be my. I still ma- I still maintain Red Daughter is not done. Not this and, season. And I don't know if something like the Elite or Lex is. I don't know if those plots, whatever they are, have to take the rest of the season, or they have to finish this season. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Like, Lex could only be two or three episodes that doesn't actually contribute to the rest of the. You know to the rest of the the story arc and that I would be a it. bummer for me i doubt that that's the case okay if you i feel like we're in if this was the 90s i would say yes that is the mm-hmm. case but i think we're beyond the point where you bring in big characters to just be like all right smell ya. that was a, that was a fun guest star role it would be a, you know? it would be a really it'd be a big tease and it would be um a big a bummer down a big letdown. It would be a big letdown. So I hope I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that at least there's something of a cliffhanger and like he'll come back next season or, or something. But um, but yeah, I, I would be bummed if if that's like if he's just here for two episodes and then peace. Me too. I just finished. Oh, it just I watched that trailer like ten times. Frank, it's so good. Like, and I've I've watched movie trailers like for movies that I can't wait to see less than that. You know, yeah. I'm just, yeah, yeah. It's cause I just love Lex Luthor so much. It's just a really good character. You know, Lex Luthor, you know, like I, you know, people love, you know, if you love the Superman family, Batman, Greenland or whatever, you know, it's not just, you know, Oh, I love this hero. Like, well, who well, if, if it's a, if it's a good mythos, you love a lot of characters in their periphery too. Oh yeah. So if you love Superman, you probably also love Lois Lane. And yeah. if you like, I don't know anybody that's like, oh, I love Superman, but Lois is like a drag, you know, like I, right. I don't think I've ever met anybody that doesn't like Lois Lane, you know, so it, like if you like Superman, you probably also like Lex Luthor. It's like if you like Batman, you probably also like Alfred and you also exactly. like the Joker, you know, those are because they're all good characters. And so I'm really excited to see a really good character from a show that understands its characters its source material really well but it presents yeah. them in interesting ways and sometimes in the most comic accurate ways that we have yet to see on screen i'm still waiting for the most accurate lex Luthor i've ever seen on screen mm-hmm. the closest mm-hmm. i've ever come to, for my money is john shea on lois and clark and he had hair yeah that's right well he did have a ball cap at one point didn't he yeah, but who, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, so Lex Luthor it is. Yeah, yeah. Know, so like, like, really, really, that would make him the most. Yeah, he's he is he's phenomenal. Um, sorry, I'm looking at the extended version of the trailer. Um, to see yes. if there are any any things. I only watched the short one up before now, and a couple things I'm noticing is that Lex has some kind of a 
signal watch thing that he's using. They make it look like he used it to trigger an explosion, but I I don't know if that's... I wonder if it's James's Superman watch. I wonder. Um, I wonder. I... uh, I we see him that they have he has some kind of a schematic of like Superman like it's it's a 3D rendering of Tyler. Oh yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that says like ability analysis. Um yeah, so well, he's probably done a, well he's done Lex Luthor's he's, been in prison since Supergirl's been on the scene. Right. So So he's so, got some kind of a dossier on him. Right, but that would make sense cuz Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. Right. So but I'm saying he would use what he knows about Superman to see what what affects Supergirl? Yes, you know exactly. This is a scientist. This is a, this is a science. This is a science experiment to him. This is a vengeful, a vengeful science experiment. Right. Yes. And it's 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 getting the justice that he always wanted. And he's in he's in Lena's office with her, and he's like, he's doing the like evil uh, villain monologuing thing of like, join me, we can be father and son thing. Yes. Um, we can be right, brother like, and sister, like right. we already are. More rule the sister. galaxy, rule El Corp. Um, it, it seems like that's what he's there to do to sort of, you know, tempt her to to join him. So mm-hmm. that will be interesting because it seems like she's resisting it, but will she maybe? In some kind ways, of it also looks area? like he's torturing her because you know she's like in a chair. It looks like, like she's his prisoner. Watch, yeah. It it seems more like he's like, hey, you've been. You know, you've been in prison. I've been in prison this whole time, and you suck. You haven't done anything yeah. to me. You've destroyed my company. This is not what it's about. And it's just, this is all revenge on everybody for me, and he's going to make her watch. It kind of reminds me of the end of Gladiator, where Commodus is yelling at his sister, and he's like, am I not merciful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like, but, 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 but. You know, I think it kind of reminds me of that. That's what it looks like. Yeah, the red sun and this it looks like the sunset, and I'm super excited, Frank. I can't wait. I'm super pumped for it. Super, super pumped for it. But we'll just have to wait and see. We'll just have to wait and see. Cool. Then, uh, Frank, I say that we wrap this up. So until next time, up, up, and away. <laughs>